0: So we keep it moving uh, right along. And I think there's quite a bit happening in our country, but also around the world to discuss. And an interesting one, I think, is what we're seeing in terms of key institutions in South Africa and the leadership transitions that can potentially or will happen in 2024. For instance, uh, Lesita Khanyaka, who's the governor of the Reserve Bank, he's a term as governor ends in November of 2024. But another interesting one now in April Edward Giesweta, who's been commissioned at SARS and really has been at the helm of bringing credibility back to that organization. His contract ends in April. Now, he has assured the presidency that he will, uh, you know, stay on just to see an orderly transition, but he did say when his five-year term started that he only had five years available and then he was keen to retire. So I don't think we can convince him to stay on a little bit longer, but that means it's just two key institutions that do have to exchange hands in South Africa and I think uh, institutions that are still seen to be somewhat credible. Uh, the central bank is still seen to be an environment uh, that hasn't uh, been tainted uh, by, uh, you know, too much, neither is SARS, and we just need to see a smooth transition here. But I think it also contributes to the uncertain political environment that we are seeing in South Africa right now, uh, you know, as we see these changes. It would actually be nice, I think, to see uh, younger people at the helm of these organizations Women at the health of these organizations, a little bit of more diversity, uh, you know, and of course, in uh, people who are uh, keen on keeping the, ca- um, the, the institutions strong and ensuring uh, that there isn't too much interference from politics and even from business in them. Another interesting one that came out today the Competition Commission says it's going to appeal the Rand rigging case at the Concourse. So that matter is going all the way to the highest court in the land. Uh, and we do remember that it was last heard at the Competition Appeals Court uh, in which the matter was uh, dismissed uh, and we saw the 28 banks and financial institutions being implicated uh, in a long-running probe. Many people did bring questions up about the way in which that case was being approached. Saying, was it smart for us to have one overarching case against all of the institutions? Should we have looked at it on a case by case basis? You know, and also uh, questions about then the credibility of uh, the Competition Commission coming into question. I still think that's a strong institution uh, there, and I think, uh, you know, we'll see what happens at the Concord, and maybe it's possible that a better, stronger case will be put forward uh, there. We also know that on Thursday, uh, we will hear the president's State of the Nation address, and I think. What used to be uh, an uh, an event in South Africa, some are calling it a bit of a, a non-event. Uh, you know, people are more keen to find out what's going to happen with the budget, and I guess that's what happens when uh, South African consumers are uh, cash-strapped, but also when so many of our institutions are not working as they should. So now we've opened our lines on 0861987000 to hear what do you want to hear from the Sona? Do you want to hear from the Sona? Uh, you know, and also I think an important one is uh, understanding understanding uh, if the president understands the mood of the nation where of course once in a while we have a joll and a giggle about Bafana Bafana or the Springboks but essentially uh, there just isn't a strong sentiment around ourselves as a country and as our economy. So keen to hear uh, your Sona expectations there um, and if you're all looking forward to anything that the president may say on the day. I think another interesting one is where we find the issue of the EFF and whether that will, they will be in the room or not. I'm wondering if you think there's anything to even be said about that issue. But a big one, I think, for South Africa, 2024 being a year of uh, just many, many shifts, as I've just mentioned. On the line, we do already have Ndadi Sifudu who would like to uh, speak to us on his uh, own expectations. Ndadi, good evening. Thank you for your time.
1: Hello, Ndadi How are you, my friend? Uh, I'm well <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the fashion parade at Jamboree <laughs> on Thursday. Mm. <laughs> How those people be what they'll be wearing, the new trends, the new fashion. But what is my hope is that I wish the president disappoint me and speed up the issue of logistics and infrastructure in general. And deal with the issue of load shedding. I mean, the president is sending a wrong message. Unless you've done with those the days whereby business can prosper, can work uh, smoothly, you are just fooling yourself. And for him, he spoke about NHI. We need that NHI. But fix the issue of procurement. Fix the issue of leadership. Deal with corruption in the, uh, the, the uh, uh, health department and all in general. And resuscitate this SOE because for us to jumpstart and resuscitate our economy, our SOE is the railway line. Or to function, to travel, poor can't travel because it's more expensive to travel on taxis. But if it, you you had a train, trains uh, uh, traveling uh, on, on our railway line, who would cushion this poverty that is bedeviling South Africans? And good evening to you. I hope you disappoint me and uh, deal with that issue. And, you know, let's have a Paradigm shift in this country and be serious about improving the economic situation and the welfare of South Africa. This issue of tenders, issue of SASA, grants, because we are sustainable and finally hope 2024 becomes a watershed year for the nation. Good. Good
0: evening to you, Natasha Thank you so much uh, for you. that, uh, you know, and I think uh, that segues very perfectly into uh, our conversation with Professor Dirk Kutsia, who's political analyst and lecturer at UNISA, as we do uh, try to reflect on the SONA. Uh, prof, good evening to you. Thank you so much for your time.
2: Sorry, hi, Prof. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Good, good evening, and thank you
0: very much. Yes, Prof. Thank you for joining us this evening, Prof. Of course, we do have Sona coming up on uh, Thursday, and I guess it's important one because it's the one before this big election coming up later on this year. I'm keen to get your thoughts here on, uh, you know, where this Sona should be trying to drive the South African narrative.
2: Well, I think the the situation with respect to the sauna is is unusual every five years at the time of elections because there's actually two sauna addresses, the one early in the year and then the one after the election. So this one is the one early in the year, um, and it is therefore more influenced by the election itself. It's also influenced by the ANC's 8th of January statement, as normally is the case. Um, and it is, it's supposed to establish a base for the national budget that will be announced by the Minister of Finance a little bit later in, in February. Um, what we've heard from President Ramaphosa in January when um, they, he presented the ANC's statement um, is a, a reaffirmation of most of the big economic components of his uh, growth plan Um, And that includes um, energy very much. It includes the uh, restoration of the infrastructure, especially now the railway lines and and the harbors uh, transmit. Um, And it uh, also includes uh, infrastructural investment, foreign direct investment, especially in the infrastructure. So I think these aspects are going to receive a lot of attention. Um, He's going to, I think, make some... Statements and promises about uh, load shedding and uh, the reduction in load shedding and uh, the new developments in the energy sphere sphere. Uh, The government is is making quite a lot of that and I think it's going to emphasize that also as part of the the ANC's preparations for the election Um, then Aspects that I think will receive also quite some a, a lot of attention will be the national Health insurance mm-hmm. plan and the fact that he will very soon, according to him, sign the legislation um, in, into law, um, as well as matters with respect to policing and and crime prevention. So and and then obviously the, one of the real big issues is that of how to to stimulate the economy, economy in such a way that it can lead to more job creation. So these are points that many will say are typical of the ANC's package um, and that it is not new necessarily. But I think this is what President Ramaphosa will present as part of what he has done over the past five years. And he will, I think, concentrate a lot on what were, are the achievements of the ANC government uh, close to the end of the mandate, which will come to an end with this national and provincial election. So that will, I think, be also a very, very prominent part of, of the sauna speech is to say these are our achievements of the past five years.
0: It's an interesting uh, one that we definitely see ourselves heading into prof. And I think uh, a big one also that I see here is, I mean, the EFF at, at present. It's clear that a lot of their top leaders won't be in the room, and what that means uh, for Sona twenty twenty four that's something we've never seen before of a party being explicitly excluded uh, from uh, the conversation, or or at least uh, from the address, and even what that might mean for the president and his, uh, you know, his stance as uh, he takes to podium.
2: Well, yes, this this is a first. Uh, that the political or the leadership of a political party are, are not allowed to participate in this. It takes us obviously back to the time of President Zuma um, and with the EFF's call for, for him to pay back the money of Winkantla. And since then, that it developed into um, a, a type of a trademark of, of the EFF, that they, uh, especially at the time of Sona aggressive, that they um, opposed or criticized uh, the the president. Um, In this case, I think it will will be, for many members of parliament, it will be a a bit of a surrealistic situation um, that it is not happening. Um, For the the EFF, it is also taking away an opportunity to present themselves again in public and in the views of of the media um, as the party who is still not accepting the ANC um, and what they are doing and sort of is the main visible opposition um, to the ANC um, in the form of these protests. So, yes, it is significant. Um, but at the same time, I think it is also an effort from the side of Parliament to say, well, normally the debate in Parliament can be robust and it can become, not not yet violent, but it is something that is, less limitations on the debate than outside parliament um, but there are certain limits to that and i think this is something which the public in general actually insists on um that they want to see that at a special event like a address which is effectively also the opening of parliament for its new session of this year um that there's a sense of decorum there um and i think this is uh Something, therefore, that is not necessarily in the public eye something negative or bad.
0: I also ask you about, you know, just morale as an ordinary South African prof. A big one, I think uh, that's here is, I think you would have heard our caller who just said, well, Sona is just one big fashion parade. Uh, You know, it's all formalities. And like I said, the overall national mood is that, you know, this address and many other actually parts of a government have just lost credibility. It's not places uh, that we think we're going to hear of solutions. It could be just talk shop. could also just be promises, but none of it leading to hardcore change or, uh, you know, tangible transformation for our economy and for people. And I'm wondering if, you know, there could be truth to that sentiment. Or maybe we are slightly a little more negative than we should be.
2: Uh, Yeah, I think you are correct in the way in which you are creating the, the public feeling about this. There is very little expectations about this on our speech. Um, about any form of significant new developments or new announcements. Um, I think there is a feeling that the ANC has run out of ideas, um, that uh, it will be better first to have this election and see what's the outcome of it, and hopefully that will ignite a new type of energy in in the political domain. Um, So it is, we all know, the end of of the term, uh, the five-year term for all the parties. Um, And therefore, um, the the moment or the event that will sort of revitalize themselves is supposed to be the election. And the election is supposed to introduce new vitality, a new sense of that they have a new mission, they have a new support base from the the, uh, voter. Um, And therefore, that will give them the motivation to to start afresh to a larger extent. So we will have to see how this is going to affect the ANC specifically Um, because this this election, over and above the fact that they might very definitely might lose their 50% majority, it is also the first time the election will include uh, independent candidates Mm. and not just a number of them, but half of the 400 members, 50% of them. Will be either independent candidates or individuals who were nominated by the different political parties. So that will change the dynamics in Parliament, I think, quite significantly. Um, and I think the ANC, or I anticipate that the ANC, does not know exactly what to expect, even if they maintain the majority for the, the other the proportional representation, uh, 200 seats in Parliament. Um, it's a new ballgame. Um, and all the parties will have to adjust mm-hmm. to that um, in terms of how they are going to relate to politics in Parliament.
0: Well that said, Prof, we do have some callers on the line who'd like to engage us on their SONAR expectations. Uh, Pass off from Mamilodi, good evening to you. Thank you for your call. Please do go ahead.
3: I think I agree that there's no expectation for a reasonable person about the son. And if you can see even the, the uh, president's Alice in Busa, they are saying if he signed NH, uh, NHI, taking him to the court. It means Sona is just a talk show. And I think um, politicians are just bongo men. You know, the drum that you hit that makes the loudest noise but delivers nothing. In terms of uh, prom- promises and expectation of the people, that they they always say that they are going to be improved, they are going to be self-correct. You know, there is a certain saying that we say "Muregu how we take war." Mm-hmm. That means a tree cannot heal itself, or a doctor cannot heal himself. So, what the ANC has done it for for many years of which they claim they cannot redo 300 years of apartheid uh, in 30 years. If you can see, they've they, they destroyed most of the infrastructure that was there, and they've destroyed even the education system that produced um, technical people who used to be ambach. You no, know, agriculture was destroyed. Nursing colleges were destroyed, those type of things. So we have left with nothing. So we expect nothing from the president on this sauna, from my perspective.
0: Thank you for that, Paswa. I think definitely painting a bit of a bleak picture for us. Sammy from Dobsonville, good evening. Uh, Please do go ahead. Prof and I are both uh, listening.
4: Good evening. For me, from from Ramaphosa, I expect him to just continue feeling as a pie in the sky. There is nothing different that he's going to see. He said all these things about electric, smart cities, improving the education system in 2019. What has he done? In fact, they've done the reverse. They've collapsed everything. It's 30 years of agencies' corruption of our country. They came back. I come from Limpopo. There was an orange orange farm, which was the biggest exporter from South Africa of orange farms. is in the SAT. They destroyed it. They destroyed everything. So we shouldn't. Sit on our edge of our seat and expect that Ramaphosa is going to say something different. Yes, he can say something different, but that will amount to nothing. It's all the year of electionary. We just be electionary. So we shouldn't fool ourselves here. No. Ramaphosa, Zuma, and everybody else, they're just the same. It's just that they, they, their corruption, their corruption, more so parenting is different, but they're all doing the same thing. So let's not. Let's stop feeling ourselves.
0: There's nothing there. You can talk and talk and talk, but implementation is never going to be implemented anything. Thank you for that, Sammy. Uh, Prof, I mean, I think both Sammy and, uh, you know, Paswa, they're really speaking about, like I said, maybe the hopelessness. And I think, uh, you know, Sammy really raising some valid things. We've heard about smart cities in the past. We've heard about bullet trains in the past. And, Prof, we're just struggling to keep the lights on.
2: Yes, yes. I, I think what they are articulating is what many people feel, um, and that is that there were at some stage plans and some vision about where to go to, but it hasn't materialized. Um, and I think this is possibly the, one of the main disappointments, um, is that after the end of President Zuma, there was high expectations of President Ramaphosa. Uh, there was a feeling that that is turning around the situation that it it was the end of the era and the beginning of a new one. We still remember the idea of the new dawn Mm. that he was talking about, Um, the idea that um, he will deal with the issues of corruption, of state capture as quickly as possible, that he will turn around the the leadership in key positions, like, for example, the, the criminal justice system. Now, some of these things he did do, but I think what the, the public is looking for is what is the visible impact of, them, of that on the, on the lives of all of us. Um, I think one of the complications that is not a justification of the problems and President Ram- Ramaphosa's situation is that the COVID pandemic did set, set him uh, backward very much. Um, it was a, a serious interruption um, in his, his term as president. Um, and I think any, many, many countries were struggling with how to cope with that and how to recover from that. But that is something which cannot be regarded as an excuse for too long. Um, most countries have gone back to a situation where they are now recovering quite significantly in, in economic terms. Um, and South Africa is still, economically speaking, at a very, very low growth rate. Um, and I think what is also highly problematic is that there's not enough of a public signal that the government is really serious about corruption. Um, and I think that's one of the main accusations against the current ANC administration that is very difficult for them to counter. Um, the fact that there is not more success stories of, of court cases against those who were the prime figures in the uh, state capture situation.
0: Uh, Prof, before uh, we wrap up, Owen from Brits would like to also weigh in. Owen, good evening. Thank you for your call. Please do go ahead.
2: Look, uh,
5: the, the the president, I've, I've I've stopped a long time ago taking him serious. With this owner, uh, I think he's going to recycle uh, the, the the speeches that he told us a year ago or two years ago. That's what we are going. That's what we should expect. Nothing new nothing uh, of tangible uh, thing that he's going to tell us in this in this sauna uh, I, I i say i have stopped taking him serious because he's a pathological liar one two he's also corrupt given the issue of uh, uh the the scandal the palapala scandal so to me as south africans we are allowing people we are allowing a lot of mediocrity to 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 prevail and there must be a way that we hold the president accountable for lying to us, for being corrupt, especially for lying to us. How many promises he has made to South Africans and nothing was was fulfilled.
0: Thank you for that, uh, Owen. Prof, unfortunately, we're out of time. Keen to get your closing remarks here as, uh, you know, we wrap up. And also, I think we'll certainly touch base after that address. Uh, Please do go ahead.
2: Yes, I think as as we've now listened to the course, um, there is very low expectations for the the Sona address. Um, I, I personally also believe that it is not going to introduce new components, new announcements. Um, it is most of it will be go through the lens of the elections. So the, the purpose will much be much more about how to address election issues, or the ANC's approach to the election, than really about looking at this uh, revival of, let's say, the South African economy and other components of the What will be in a sense more revealing will be the Sona speech after the election and what will be in that election, and uh, who will present it to us. Thank
0: you so much, Prof, for talking to us, and we'll certainly be in touch after uh, that address. It's been a pleasure hearing from you.
2: That's a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Fantastic. That was uh, Professor Dirk Kutsia. his political analyst and lecturer at UNISA. Uh, They're really, really uh, highlighting uh, the difficult environment that this Sona finds ourselves in.